0: Good afternoon, everybody. It is March third, two thousand and nineteen. This is Dom Caesar coming at you live um well, at the moment, when you listen to this, you'll probably be in your car in traffic or with headphones on in an office while I am in a room chilling dude, okay now, thank you for everyone that listened to the Hydra Melody Final Show two-parter. It was long. It was even longer before we edited it. Uh, shout out to Zach Cavender for letting me use that equipment. And uh, things got a little out of hand over there. Things were loud. Gain levels weren't set right. But we're back to the normal, normal audio quality that you love and you enjoy. Now let me tell you about my morning. So I woke up in Instagram jail, dude. Instagram jail. How does a man or woman or however you identify as 2019 millennials um, end up in Instagram jail? Not sure. So they say I, I log in and it says I'm flagged for a post about nudity back in September. It's like September 15th. 2018 or it could have even been longer than that because I don't even remember this. And it shows a blurred picture of what I posted on Instagram. And if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at SheTastesLikeTexas at S-H-E-T-A-S-T-E-S-L-I-K-E-T-E-X-A-S. And this was a meme, which it looked like From what I can see, um, it looked like a meme. You know those, like, gag balls (laughs) that, like, dominatrix and stuff like that use? It was something like that, but it was a cheeseburger. It was a cheeseburger gag ball, and that's all it was. was a face, and it says, When you're a freak in the sheets, but you're also a fat ass. I believe was the meme. Which is pretty hilarious. I'm not going to lie. It made me laugh. And uh, I don't know if they have an an algorithm that goes through and it picks that up. Or someone personally went through, saw that picture, was like, I'm offended because I'm fat. Maybe it was because I talked about BED, binge eating disorder, and some fatty got mad. And saw that post and was like, I'm flagging this because I can't stop punting cheeseburgers in my fucking mouth. So I'm going to flag this innocent account. So I don't know. I emailed Facebook being like, you know, basically, hey, dudes, WTF, because this ain't right. Young Dom Caesar ain't done nothing wrong except post a funny meme about... Cause I like to eat, dude. I'm a fat ass. Not too long ago, I ate an entire lamb shank, and then a couple hours later, ate a triple cheese, triple meat from Waterburger. Not the Waterburger I ate at, but the lamb shank I got from the Waterburger I work at. Sorry, not ate at. It's a little, it's still a little uh, early in the afternoon for me. I'm kind of a vampire, so I think it's almost one o'clock in the afternoon right now. But I'm on my third cup of coffee. And I'm waking up, so I'm trying to figure out why why I'm flagged, and hopefully my account doesn't get deleted. Which is would be fucking ridiculous if my account gets deleted because I don't know how you can have an Instagram and you can have like your ass and your titties just hanging out everywhere. You could just have an Instagram of just your ass and fucking Calvin Klein undies just shaking it or a fucking Instagram account with a verified check symbol and all you do is twerk on it and all of a sudden that, that's not flagged for nudity or inappropriate sexual conduct but a meme of a Of a head. With a cheeseburger gag ball. Is offensive. This is the world we're living in kids. This is the world we're living in. So hopefully. It's just. The algorithm went through. The bot picked it up. Or. I got some haters dude. Which. Of course I definitely have some haters. Some of the shit I say on here. There's no way that. Everyone's gonna love what the fuck I say. So, um, but so maybe I just pissed off one of the fatties, dude. Or maybe someone that's uh in that kind of culture, they're in that gag me kind of culture, and maybe they don't like burgers, maybe they're offended, maybe they're like, dude, you know, you're disrespecting our deviant sexual culture. By taking out rubber balls and replacing them with a Big Mac. Or maybe it was someone from some vegans that are like, dude, this is beef. Fuck that. You're hurting animals and you're doing it and making a joke out of it in a sexual way. I don't know. But it also happened so long ago. It's almost like, is there a stature uh, of limitations on this thing? like uh seriously so we'll see this will get posted today and you might see the update on instagram or maybe dom caesar's gonna have to get a brand new instagram dude who knows i would hate that because i have um followers dude but uh if i have to we'll start at the beginning but we'll see how that goes. You'll still get it on stickerfridge.com slash domc. And if you are a subscriber, you're probably listening to it now because you got a notification. And hopefully, I'll be able to post it on my Facebook. And I don't even know if you can see my Instagram right now. Because I would go to it. If I go to it on like my desktop, www.instagram.com slash she oops, an error occurred. Okay, dude. So, how your algorithm, maybe your algorithm just likes fat asses, dude, and chicks and bras that are see through and you can see their nipples, but you're against cheeseburger gag balls, which you can buy online for about, which is funny, you can buy the gag balls on Google for $69, dollars 69 99 How do I know? Because I was like, hey, I got to find this meme to see how offensive it really was. So I type in cheeseburger gag ball meme. First thing that pops up is you can buy them online for $69. Can you lay it on any thicker, dude? So that happened. So while I'm in Instagram jail, I'll tell you a little bit about um, yesterday. So yesterday I wanted to go out, me and Sipersian, Went out to go get crawfish, and it's crawfish season, and we wanted to go to this place in San Antonio, uh, really really awesome place, super delicious, called Pinch Boil House. But I obviously I don't know their times or they sell out quick, so we're on our way to go there, and we find out it closed at four, so I don't know if they sold out early because they're that good. So we go to another place, so we're driving, and like my blood sugar's low, got some caffeine in me. And I just want to eat some crawdaddies, dude. So we go down to La Crawfish or L.A. Crawfish or Louisiana Crawfish or Los Angeles Crawfish. I don't know, dude. Pick a name. Pick a name. I want to keep calling it La Crawfish until y'all either, I don't know, figure it out, dude. So we're sitting in there. I'm in customer service. And I'm sitting in line, and I'm waiting, and there's these two ladies at front at the cash register. It's not one of those restaurants where you sit down in, and you get served, you know, like a normal service by, I don't know, just, you know, like have a server, take your order, get your drinks, got to tip them. It's one of those um, where you sit in line, you put your order down when it's up, um, someone may take it to your table because you have a number. So essentially, like crawfish fast food, I guess. I don't know. So I'm sitting in line, and there's like two people in front of me. And these two people at the register, they're just like talking it up, dude. Like, oh, is that what you did this weekend? Blah, blah, blah. And the person at the register, who is not a child, who is not a teen, who doesn't even look like they're in their 20s, who might be a manager slash possible owner is just sitting there, chatting it up, and then the line behind me starts forming, and we're all waiting. And I have patience to a certain point, to where I'm like, okay, is there a difficulty with your cash register? Is are there chip not reading? You know, have have the big banks have already cut off the chips? Have they punt you? in uh debit card jail, dude. Are you in Instagram prison? What's going on now? I need answers, people, because I'm hungry. So we're we're coming close to like the 15, 20 mark because the line's long. So now I'm like, and we're just like a person behind. And I'm like, well, it's got to be good if this line's this long. Now, almost at the 20 minute mark, the lady behind the cashier just looks at the line and goes, Just so y'all know, we don't have crawfish for another hour. For another hour. All right, let's think about this. You run this joint, right? You run this joint. I shouldn't have said the name of it. But you run this joint. You could have said that as anyone who got in line, Or even had a sign out, crawfish, ready in an hour, temporarily out. We sold out because it's that good. It's that good that we don't prepare and prep because we know it's so delicious, but we still don't fucking prep enough, okay? And we also don't have common fucking uh, customer service skills to figure out how the fuck to tell people that are waiting in line for your product that it's going to be an hour, You know what? Are you trying not to lose out on business? Well, you lost out on mine. If you would have told me we're not ready in an hour, some people would have waited. Or some people would have been, hey, catch you next time. I'll call ahead to make sure you have it in stock. Is that crazy? No. A lot of businesses do that kind of shit, right? So now, Supersian and I are getting a little angsty, and we're on the east side. And you know what? We start looking at other places, and we're like, oh, looking at this on Yelp one star okay you know i like we're like all right let's just get some fucking chicken wings do it i love chicken wings and so we're like we're gonna go to a wing stop how does this wing stop have a one star like as shitty like first off how do you fuck up chicken wings it's really hard unless you serve raw ass chicken to someone it's really hard to fuck up a chicken wing It's like making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If you can fuck up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, get the fuck out, dude. Get the fuck out, dude. So, I see a wing stop with a one star, and I'm like, all right, we're either way too close to the fucking train tracks, all right? We got to do something else. So, like, all right, well, let's just. Get, get out of this side of town and go at least head in the direction of somewhere else that will have some food. So we're driving, and we get stuck in traffic, of course, because San Antonio's big as shit. And they didn't prepare, and they didn't know how big we're going to blow the fuck up. So I'm hangry, dude. And so is Supersion. She's hangry, too. Two hangry people in a car, not even listening to music or a podcast or anything, because now we're just concentrated on what the fuck we're going to eat. And so now we're driving on. We get on the access road to bypass all this bullshit traffic. And then we see a sign for another LaCrawfish, right? And we pass it. and We're like, fuck. We drove all the way to the east side for this. All the way to the damn east side. And there was one right by the crib. But luckily, before I was in Instagram jail, dude. I check it and find out it's not open. Yet. They're now hiring and they're about to open. So, like, okay. That's a third crawfish place. This one's just not open yet. So, that's alright. That we can bypass it even though we're hungry as shit. <sighs> so, we end up going... And doing the turnaround and finding like um, a mall area that had restaurants, and we we see one which is a restaurant, which Subpersian doesn't she doesn't care about going to restaurants, which is kind of cool, and I don't care about going to restaurants, but half the time their food sucks, so I mean you're paying for like the scenic views. So you probably know which one I'm talking about now because of the scenic views. So we go to this restaurant and there's no parking. And now by then we're just so fucking hungry. So we see the steakhouse. It's not a crazy nice steakhouse, but it's not like a low-end steakhouse. you are like, you know what? Fuck it. We need to eat. So we go in. They happily give us a table and... She gets a ribeye. I get a cheeseburger. And we get an appetizer as well. She gets a sweet tea. By the time we close out, I get the tab. And I'm, my mind's almost shocked. Like I'm, My mind's blown because I'm like, whoa. I'm not used to um, tabs being this low because I'm not drinking. So, and, and neither of us are drinking right now. So uh, usually if we're drinking... You know, if we don't get a bottle of wine, you know, she might get a cocktail, that's like ten to like thirteen dollars. I might get a beer, it's like six bucks, that's twenty bucks right there. We'll get two of them, that's forty dollars just in drinks for two, or we get a bottle of wine that's sixty, seventy bucks, or two glasses of wine, thirteen dollars each, that's twenty-six bucks. Whatever. And so I'm not used to so we get the tab and it's like right under forty bucks. I'm like, whoa. We just got a steak, that we just got an appetizer, she got a sweet tea, she got a uh, a ribeye, and I got a fucking burger with sides and everything for under 40 bucks. This makes me, now this is where I want to start talking about a little bit about alcohol right now. So currently, I'm going through things where I'm not allowed to drink, and I got to blow into a, a breathalyzer and do all this kind of stuff uh, for the state of Texas and Bear County Which I've been doing a great job at. Shout out to my P.O. Um, And hopefully I'll be out of this drinking prison. But it's taught me a lot. It's taught me a lot about alcohol dependency. And um, it kind of showed me how much I've actually drank. Uh, I never really understood. Well, I knew I liked to booze. I've always liked to booze. That's just something. I don't know. It's in my blood. There are alcoholics on both sides of my family. So the alcohol gene is in me. It is in me. And on both sides of your family, and especially if it goes back like a generation or two, you definitely, it definitely has it. But I love it ever since the first sip of it, even though the first time I ever remember getting drunk, it wasn't anything super good. It was just, I think Lone Star Beer, which is my favorite beer to this day because it's nostalgic and it brings me back. But I just like alcohol, all kinds. Cocktails, wine, beer. I don't care. I like it all. And so I never really understood until uh, it was taken away from me for certain amounts of time how much I did drink or how far i would go when i was but even the smallest things of like coming home and having a let's say two beers two beers after work okay and you work five shifts a week that's 10 beers okay that's 10 beers a week that's 40 10 beers a week that's 40 fucking uh beers a month 40 beers a month, that's 480 beers a year, 480 beers a year, so you don't think about something so small as just two beers after your work, 400, almost 500 beers a year, all after work, and then if you put a price point on that, and let's just say you're drinking a beer and it's $3. And this is without the tip, right? So you're spending almost $1,500 a year just drinking a beer. 1500 bucks is a lot of money. Uh, if you think about it, if you're just drinking that. And that's not including buying wine, doing cocktails, liquor, or whatever. This is just a $3 beer without the tip. And 1500 bucks. Um, if you're tipping twenty percent, fifteen hundred would be three hundred dollars in tips. So, um, you're talking fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, and everyone at home's like, "This guy fucking sucks at math." You're like eighteen hundred bucks a year in just having two beers after work. So, right under two grand a year. Two G's is a lot of money, man where i live that's fucking 2 months worth of rent that's uh 8 car payments that's a lot of money and so when i got when i saw that i was like holy shit my tabs are the tab you know for dinner was oh, i mean fucking under 40 bucks i ball out dude doesn't make a dent dude shout out chris it doesn't make a fucking dent shout out chris D'Elia. listen to his podcast the congratulations pod dude if you want to be a true baby and we would drop 40 bucks on like a tuesday night bar tab or just a bottle of wine or two nice bottle of wines or four decent bottles of wine so it started making me think man how long have i been doing this you know if you want to think two thousand dollars a year for 10, 10 years, that's $20,000, dude. If I didn't drink, $20,000 could buy a car instead of wrecked one. Do you know what I mean? $20,000, that's a down payment on a fucking nice car. That's money towards a house. That's an investment in a Roth. So it's made me realize that you start contemplating okay what do i really w- what is the purpose of me going out what do i really miss about drinking uh and a lot when i was really going through it tough when i was younger when i was probably like 19 to like 23 was the most intense drinking i did because i drink a lot of hard liquor i really nowadays well obviously I can't drink right now but when i was drinking Like nowadays, in the last couple years, I really don't drink hard liquor. I don't go out. I don't buy bottles of whiskey. I used to just buy bottles of whiskey and go off. And me and one of my boys, who I won't name, we used to just go split it. Back then, we're poor. We would just try to get eight bucks collectively, eight bucks, just to buy one cheap bottle of whiskey, and just take fucking rips off of it like we were passing a joint. Um. I don't drink any kind of hard liquor anymore because I'm not that big of a dude, man. I'm like 5'7", 5'8", at the most, 5'10", if I got my boots on, and I don't think I've ever weighed more than 155 pounds, and I average, I think the last time I went to the doctor, I was at 138 pounds. So liquor, it's just too much, too much at once, especially because I like to crush my drink, so... Light beer is kind of where my safe zone is, and you know, the older you get, you realize, fuck, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I want to be healthier, and some, of the, I, I, I started appreciating the benefits of not drinking so much. Like my skin got better. I, I was getting at first getting sleep after you drink like every single night after work for a decade or so. Especially when you're in the bar business too. It's just normal. And you get you drink more than two after work. That's for sure. And then you got to think about all the money you spend in Ubers and things like that. Or if you get a DWI. That's close to 10 G's right there. So then add that to the $20,000 you could have saved. Dude, that's $30,000 right there. That's what some people make in a whole year after taxes. Or that's what some people make before taxes. Um, And you, you start realizing, okay, what do you like? Because I would go out. Uh, Just recently, I went to a friend's house, and they were doing a wine tasting, which I still taste wine. I still rate wine, and I just have to swirl, and then you spit. You don't actually consume the alcohol, but at least you can taste it, smell it, and you don't have to actually consume it to get a flavor profile and whatnot. Um, But you kind of figure out what do you miss. And to be honest, after all this time, it's like I really miss – it's almost like FOMO, the fear of missing out. It's like wanting to go out, do karaoke, see friends, see regulars at bars. And and one of the biggest things was just light beer, a cold, refreshing. I don't drink soda. I don't drink anything like that. If If it's not alcohol, all I drink is coffee and water. Sometimes green tea or black tea, but usually it's just coffee and water. Um... Double shot espresso, Cuba ice, or americana. Just splash of water in there, or just water. Just I chug a ton of water. I'm. I, I used to talk shit about those guys that walk around with like gallon jugs of water every day, and I've become one of those people. And I've always been like that. Even when I was young, I liked to just drink a lot in general. Like I would just chug water until like my stomach was super full, and um, whatever. That's fucking if you're still listening to this god bless you so being on the probation made me realize how dependent i was at times for alcohol and how i don't never did perform my best under it but for me i was i was lucky because the alcohol gene that's in my family um some of them from what i hear from family members you know they would get angry they would get mad they would get depressed for me it, it was almost like a stimulant. Even though alcohol is a depressant, I would get pumped up. I'd be like, all right, let's go do something. Like, Or I'd be jamming the music, acting like the DJ. A lot of times spending more money on the damn iTunes or the touch tunes than I would or the jukebox than I would my actual bar tap. Because it would just elate me. And I I felt elated. And I loved it. Um, So... Yesterday was definitely tempting because I was like waiting in here, waiting and smelling crawfish, being like, oh, I want a fucking beer, especially now I'm sitting here. So I, I had to figure out, you know, um, what what are my triggers? What are my triggers? Like being around it doesn't bother me too much because as a bartender, I had to be around it and be sober, you know, eight to 10 hours a shift four to five times a week so that was never really a trigger but football games watching an NFL game and not being able to drink that was hard that was super hard um another trigger for me is obviously the post work wanting to have a drink because where I work uh we get up from the the stairwell Cause I lead through a tunnel system, and when I get up through a stairwell, uh, I'm right next to this this bar, and I just see either friends on the patio, or uh, you can just smell the alcohol in the air from people's breasts if it's a busy night, from their breasts breaths. Okay, you could smell the alcohol in the air from their breath, and that that's like oh man, I kind of just want to just sh- sit back, and I got sh- I got a shout out Topo Chico. And shout out Topachico Chico USA for following me on Instagram, too. Thank you. Um, Topachicos. Chico's, if you get the lime, if you don't know what a Topachico Chico is, it's a mineral water, and it's a really highly carbonated mineral water, and it's super tasty. It's super delicious, and they have a lime-flavored one that almost tastes like Dos Equis. I'm not going to lie. And you can almost trick your brain into thinking that you are drinking a Dos Equis. It's fucking delicious. I like it. But Topo Chico's help, like I've gone out and sang karaoke, and I've like, you know, soda water and lime, but the Topo Chico's are, since they're so carbonated, they're super filling, and if you just drink two of them, you're kind of like satisfied, Uh, and you're like, ah, I really don't need a drink anymore, this is good, you know, I don't have the craving for alcohol right now, I don't need it, let's just go home now, and I'll tell you the hardest part is nighttime. During the day when you wake up fully hydrated and sober from a nice sober sleep when you get REM cycle sleep because I don't sleep well. I'm fucking manic. If you can't tell from this podcast already 46 episodes in now if you're listening, I'm pretty hyper. I've always been like that. I've um like I I I even saw a psychiatrist when I was younger. And he labeled me manic-depressive. And I wasn't really too depressed. It was just that young depression that most anyone at that age... You graduate high school. You're in your college years now. You don't really know what you're doing with your life or what you want to do. At that time, all I knew is I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to make people laugh. And I wanted to crush Lone Stars and have a good time. That was it for me. But I was depressed. But I was always dealt with mania, like just hypomania. And how I really – when I very first understood what being manic was is when I was bartending and someone was like, hey, you should try an Adderall because it was going to be a long night. I was pretty tired. And they're like, you should take an Adderall. It'll get you through the night. Here, I got one for you. And I took it, and all of a sudden, my mind, instead of going – you know, 50, my thought process usually branches off like 50 different ways. Uh, My mind, my thought process just went singular. And I lost, I was really, really quiet. And I lost my, my focus was there. And I lost my personality and I didn't like it at all. To this day, I do not like it. And most any kind of amphetamine, has done that. What I've told my psychiatrist, what I've told my probation officer, um, they know about it. They've I've talked to them in drug counseling classes in the past. How I've dealt with, uh, like not dealt with, but I've experimented with cocaine, and it's done the same thing. Um, I get a little quieter, and I actually sleep well on it. I sleep well on amphetamines because my mind's not racing. My mind's just going. Singular down one road, and I can. It's easier to slow that car down on one road than 50 cars on a highway, <clears throat> which is how I know <laughs> definitely should be. Well, they say I should be dis- prescribed that, but my manic stages feel awesome. Like you're on top of the world, you're the shit, dude. It's like some of the feelings that, like, you feel like Superman. You honestly feel like nothing can stop you. Boom, 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 boom. Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. And that's why in the industry I'm in, I can fucking crush it, dude. But the negative side effects are when your body and your mind physically, by like your third or fourth day of being just like hypomanic, you're you're so tired. You're so fucking tired that you finally crash or you do something outlandish and the only only things that i found that work for me like i grew up going you know i grew up in the church not the catholic church which just kind of reminds me uh of someone i was serving the other day and there it was it was during lent it was like uh ash wednesday i think so a week ago just about a week ago week ago and I was like, Would you like any wine today? And they're like, um It's Lent. I think we should lay off the wine. And the first thing in my head, I was just like, It's Lent. You should tell the Pope and all those priests to lay off little kids' buttholes. How about that, dude? How about that, dude? Okay, you're fine with that? You're fine one of the biggest pedophilia rings but you're not going to have a glass of wine all right i digress so where was i talking about now see this is where my mind goes fucking everywhere all right so um oh the only ways i've i've learned in my life to deal with like racing thoughts and this mania were copious amounts of fucking alcohol um a ton of of, you know, smoking marijuana to a point where it just kind of like sedated me. Or benzodiazepines, which I have a prescription for, clonopin, which is a benzodiazepine. And if you're not familiar with benzodiazepines, you have clonopin Ativan, Valium, and the most popular Xanax. Which a lot of people know what Xanax is like. People are like I took a Xanax and I don't remember yesterday. See, when I take a, a benzo, it chills me out, um, and it it doesn't. It's not like Adderall where it keeps my my mind on like one thought process. It just kind of slows down my multiple 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 thought processes. So it kind of sedates me in a way that I don't think is healthier than marijuana. I think alcohol is safer than benzodiazepines. They're both horrible for your liver, alcohol and benzos. And if you mix them together, you're just ripping holes through your liver. Um, But I don't know why I'm having this conversation with y'all like this mental health awareness right now. But we've seen a lot of people right now going through depression and mental health. So I guess maybe I just wanted to share a little bit of my mental health stories and drug and alcohol addictions because I have a lot of friends that I go through it and, and I, I realized not smoking marijuana was easier um, you know to stop than the alcohol but the two things the two withdrawals that will actually kill you are benzodiazepine withdrawals and alcohol withdrawals. Um, heroin withdrawals will not even kill you they'll make you wish you died but they won't kill you and usually if you go in uh you check yourself in and you're having you know for alcohol uh, addiction or dependence really at that point where your body can't function you're going through delirium tremens and you're shaking those are the kind of people that just fucking wake up and they're like Ah, ah, and they have to chug like vodka out of a plastic bottle and then their hands stop shaking and you know they f- they feel at peace until they have to like take another uh pull of vodka or whiskey or whatever alcohol like drinking mouthwash you know on their you know whatever something some, to get alcohol some some way in them they soak a fucking tampon in vodka and shove it up their asshole i've met people who have done that it's horrible those kind of people when they get admitted they usually give them low doses of benzos they give them low doses of xanax or something to kind of help their central nervous system chill out Um. or um, people that go in for benzodiazepine Withdraws, they will give them like really low, low dose uh, doses of alcohol, almost like non alcoholic beer that's like 0.01%. They'll give them like these 1% drinks or whatever just to kind of help with the central nervous system until they can stabilize it enough to where they don't have to use any kind of that medication. Try to get them back on a natural detox and process. And through this process, Uh, in the court system and everything where I had to have stopped. I found out if I had to choose one or the other for the rest of my life, smoking, taking benzos, it's almost like kill one, marry one and fuck one. It's like, what would I do for the rest of my life? I would kill benzodiazepines. I would, cause I've gotten off of them before and I didn't do it. I didn't taper and it was horrible. I had little mini seizures. I would like piss the bed like I would just have a convulsion in the middle of my sleep and be like, holy shit, I pissed myself. And I didn't even piss the bed when I was a kid. And I'm doing it at the age of like 22, 23. Um, clenching your jaw until you have migraines. You could barely even open your jaw up. So kill one, marijuana, one, fuck one. Kill benzodiazepines. Then when it comes to alcohol or marijuana, I would fuck alcohol because... I do love it, and I'd probably fuck wine, and I'd probably fuck a really nice wine, like a really nice velvety, like a really rich velvety Pinot Noir from the Russian River Valley, and then, um, cause those California wines, California girls, California wines, weed, weather, and women, I would fuck that, I would fuck the, I would fuck alcohol, and then I would marry marijuana. But in the state I live in, it is illegal, so it kind of sucks. And nothing else can really compete with it. I love it. It keeps me sane. I'm one of those people that can be a functional stoner. Uh, Because if you're around me more than fucking 20 minutes and you don't know who I am, I'm annoying as shit, dude. Super annoying as shit. So, anyways... um, Definitely, I would have cho. I would choose marijuana. And during the beginning of this process, I was going through, which I am happy that has ended, and ending in the in the process of ending all of it now. After three years and like eight months of going through this process, uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I. It, I I had thoughts about like moving somewhere like where it's legal, like California or Colorado or something. Because I do love Colorado. It's one of my favorite states. But I don't know. I don't think smoking weed is worth getting up and leaving the great fucking state of Texas. You know what I mean? Yeah, dig? So I don't think it's worth leaving Texas for at all. But um, yeah, so I've... So anyone that's dealing or struggling with depression, anxiety, and I tell people too, man, there's no no shame in seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist. I mean, a psychiatrist is only going to want to pump you full of medication for a temporary fix. And I really am not all about people that are on Ambien and Seroquel and Benzos and doing all this. It's like there's there's a thousand other options, but therapy, just someone to talk to, um, non non judgmental, someone you don't know. I highly recommend it. And if you're listening, and you're in um, Texas, and I know we have a lot of San Antonio listeners, the Alamo Mental Health Clinic is a great place they to go. They it's in the Medical Center, and they accept almost all insurances. And, you know, just go once a month, twice a month. If you really feel like it, start off once a week. And they have a therapist for every everything, every age range, what you're going through, blah, blah, blah. And I did it for a while and it helped me greatly. And it's just refreshing to have someone who only cares, who only wants to help. It's not like a friend giving advice. It's a professional who's only there to listen and to help. And some people, it's not like once you do it, you have to keep doing it. Some people just go for a month. Maybe some people just need one session and let it all out. And then they go, wow, that was cathartic. I needed that. And then move on. But I highly recommend it for people. All right? I highly recommend it for people. Um, And also... One other thing that I want to address in this podcast too is episode forty-four coffee break. I believe that was the episode. Anyways, it's when I talk about my producer Zach Cavender, and Sticker Fridge. I think a lot of people, if you've never, if you don't listen to the whole episode, I think that if if you just like listen to hearsay or you don't listen to the whole episode, it sounds like I'm bashing. My boy, who I've known since we were like 17 years old, who's helped me with so much and starting the podcast and, you know, making things happen early in the early days of the podcast when I wanted to get episodes out and sticker fridge. It would sound like I'm bashing them and talking shit. If you listen to the whole episode, no, I'm actually giving praise to some of the hardest workers and some of the best people in San Antonio right now, putting out content. Okay, so I'm very blessed to be a part of that. And it was just really weird to get... uh, I don't know. I, 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 I guess this is like an open apology to Sticker Fridge and Zach Cavender. But, I mean, just listen to the whole episode. All I'm doing is promoting and helping their brand and if they don't you know if y'all don't like the way that you know I went about it I'm sorry but for everyone listen to the whole thing follow Zach Cavender follow Sticker Fridge and everything they put out as I said in episode 44 and if you need photography done film work or you even want to start your own podcast get in contact with these guys okay get in contact with these guys they're awesome and they're part of the network that I'm part of. You know, they accepted me. And I was no—I was not talking shit about them. You know, I was just on one one morning having a silly goose time, dude. But if you only listen to the first fucking six minutes of that podcast, you're going to go, holy shit. He's talking some shit right now. And I'm not. So... Sorry about that if it came off the wrong way. I do highly recommend anyone who listened to it maybe just stopped it because they're like, oh, man, this guy's talking some shit about his boys. Fuck this guy. This guy's not a stand-up guy. Uh, That's false. So if you don't want to, don't listen to it all. But if you do, especially the very end of it, you'll see where I'm inviting my boy, Zach Cavender, who I love so very fucking much, who is actually super fucking busy. That's why I want to have him back on the podcast, but he is busy and he's out of town a lot. He's doing a lot of work with some major shit, um some major like TV shows and he does a lot of cinematography and he films a lot. So I can understand. It's hard to get someone on a podcast when they're in fucking Florida or in California or fucking Missouri, you know? Like that's dope, though. That helps everyone in the network, the Sticker Fridge Network, succeed. So um, I hope you all enjoyed the last... Uh, the You know, that show, to see two local bands, one is coming back, and one was their last show, the Hydra Melody Westbound. I want to say shout-out to those guys. Thank you. The audio quality definitely was not there, but it was my first time using this equipment. And it was, it was a long one, but it's a fun one. If you ever want to go back and, you know, I don't expect every podcast to be perfect. I don't expect every podcast to be a home run, you know, but I, I consistently want to punt them out. It's not like you're going to, it's not like every day you go to work, you're going to fucking kill it, dude. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. It's like expecting every Wednesday of your life to be the best Wednesday ever. You know, you have good days, you have bad days, you have great podcasts, you have funny podcasts, you have some that aren't so funny, you have serious podcasts. I don't know what podcast this is right here. This is one where, I don't know, I just wanted to address some things and definitely address mental illness because right now, some people, I mean, if you go to the news Uh, people taking their lives, especially comedians and, uh, actors, celebrities, people like that. And then just friends of mine that are going through shit and they don't want to talk about it and they feel embarrassed to talk about it, dude, reach out. Okay. And the ones that have reached out, you know, I'm not naming names, but thank you for reaching out, dude. And like there's been times where I've had to reach out to people because I am I feel fucking low or I feel crazy. So we'll call this one – I don't know what you'll call this one. But this is just kind of a little mental health awareness, man. And understand that self-medicating with alcohol and self-medicating by smoking ridiculous amounts of marijuana or taking some kind of pill is just a temporary fix. And it also drains your dopamine and serotonin more, and you end up you're gonna end up feeling more depressed. So, um, this is Dom C, dude. And hopefully, my Instagram will be back up. Hopefully, I'll get email back from them and to whoever the fuck flagged me for posting a meme with a fucking gag ball that's a cheeseburger sorry dude actually i know that i'm not i'm not fucking sorry at all it was a funny meme but if my account does get deleted i'm gonna get fucking pissed dude but anyways always follow me on twitter at domcast 210 uh find me on facebook at dom caesar and find me on Instagram at like Texas, uh, And as always, follow at, at www.stickerfridge.com. And you want to check out my site, stickerfridge.com. This has been your Domcast for the week. I'm going to finish up my coffee, check these fucking emails, and see if I can get myself out of Instagram jail right now. Y'all have a good one today. One love. God bless. Peace.